Ladies and gentlemen, all is right in the world. We are back here for game over. The hockey season <laughs> is, uh, it's not in full swing yet, but it feels like, I don't know, Brady, uh, first of all, Audie James here, game over Calgary. Brady, game over Winnipeg. This is kind of a big deal too. Um, I guess we get, we should probably take care of some housekeeping items for those who are new or, or don't know. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. What's uh, what's new this year, Audie? Um, well, obviously this is new. Usually we'd be doing Game Over Winnipeg, Game Over Calgary. Um, but here we are together, Game Over head to head as I stumble over my words. First uh, first slip of the season. We're still uh, we're still in off season form <laughs> here in the Audie James house. Um, we're here for Game Over head to head. It's crossover episodes. If you saw the promos on Twitter, on um what are all the other ones TikTok, all that fun stuff yep. you'll know mm-hmm. that we're doing crossover episodes now as well um so instead of doing game over winnipeg and game over calgary when calgary and winnipeg play we're just gonna get both fan bases together let the chat chat be as toxic as it can be to one <laughs> another respectfully of course emphasis on the respect um but we're gonna start doing these more and more i know that's uh, game over montreal and game over toronto did theirs already uh, poor Charlie and Maude, they, uh, <laughs> they had to play Carolina today. <laughs> Everybody else is like hanging out with each other and, and, and Charlie and Maude are just on their own, uh, against the hurricanes. But, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the biggest change to game over this year. Um, so we're looking forward to it. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be a fun season. It's going to be very, uh, a lot, a lot, very hectic. Uh, a lot of lot of chirping. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not in the seat that gets to do a lot of the chirping tonight. Yeah, yeah. Speaking, sorry, before you get too far ahead of yourself, Brady and I had a little wager <laughs> on the side here. Uh, it looks as though you're uh, missing something, sir. Um, give me a minute, as, one as, moment. As Brady uh, swiftly puts on his, I lost the bet. Yeah, there you go. He's not too happy about that. For those listening on playback, you're not going to have any idea what's going on. Brady I didn't sign up for this. Brady's currently putting on. No, I was on... the one who had the idea for the bet. Yeah, it was his idea. So Brady's currently putting on a Flames jersey. That was part of the wager. All right. For the I'm locked voyage. in. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got a team that man that that, uh, that, stink, that thing tonight. That thing still has the tag on it. What are you doing? Ooh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I I hate to break to you. I don't wear this often yeah, or fair. ever actually. So. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I, I'd not, be not my usual attire. I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't have a Patrick Lyonet jersey <sighs> in my closet with a tag on it still. So, um, yeah, no, it, all I got to say, I'm going to poke my fun. This is the whole name of the game for head to head is uh, red really looks good on you. Thanks. It, Thanks, it man. Good. I really appreciate it. As, as you <laughs> should. It looks uh, it looks good on you. It's it's an old jersey, but you know yeah. what? It's It's got that big, beautiful C on the front that. Everybody that's uh, watching from Game Over Calgary is uh, is loving <laughs> Peter Klein in the chat, my co-host, <laughs> uh, saying that it looks good. Um, it does look good, and you know what else looks good? A Calgary <laughs> Flames win to start the season. That's two years in a row. They broke the curse of uh, uh, of losing season openers. Um, we'll get into the meat and potatoes of the game because there's lots to talk about. We know that from both the Calgary and both and, and a Winnipeg side of things. But before we dive too deep into that, uh, I guess one more housekeeping note for those listening uh, live, uh, those listening on playback don't have to worry about it, but listening live, um, 
in previous years, we would, uh, you know, we would take chat questions whenever. I, I usually broke it up between segments and whatnot. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna follow the SDP footsteps here and do a press conference at the end. So save your questions. We're not gonna read any off the hop. Chat away with each other while you listen to us two mouthpieces go off about this game tonight. Uh, but save your questions for the end when we let you know that the press conference is going to start. We'll start reading some questions. But yeah, that, aside from that, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the game, um, you and I haven't chopped it up for a while. We haven't chopped it up with our listeners, with our viewers for a while. Lots changed in the offseason for both these teams. And it's kind of fun that it's Calgary and Winnipeg that get to do this uh, maiden voyage together. Because mm-hmm. you and I talked about it at length. A lot of people talk about it at length. Just how similar these two teams are. For better or for worse. Um, but that includes the po- or postseason. Jesus Christ. Got ahead of myself there. Sorry, Flames fans. That was not a thing this year. Um, the offseason <laughs> off was busy. And uh, I know there's a couple things you maybe wanted to touch on for the uh, for the Winnipeg faithful. Yeah, I mean, uh, tonight we kind of got our, our first glimpses into the, you know, the return for uh, for Pierre-Luc Dubois, of course. I'm sorry, P.L. Dubois. Let me let me make sure that's very clear for him. Uh, Is for that him. a thing? I think so. Like, I think he's really trying to go L.A. on us and uh, okay. and change his name to P.L. Dubois. All right. Sounds a lot less French, Doesn't I think, really is, is mainly. Well. I Honestly, I feel like it's it's him being in an American market, a bigger American market. Of course, he was in Columbus before, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like that's uh, the way he wants to go. Um, but yeah, we finally kind of got a look into the uh, the return that the Jets got here today. Uh, obviously, we knew that uh, Gabe Velarde was kind of the headlining piece of that deal. Uh, but obviously, it wasn't just him. We got uh, Alex Iafalo, who chipped in with a goal tonight, which, of course, we'll get into the game uh, shortly, and Rasmus Kupari as well, too, who maybe had an effect on the game in uh, the opposite way, but we'll get there as well as, <laughs> as eventually, too. Um, and uh, and a little kind of a silly little funny thing, uh, if you're a Jets fan out there, uh, P.L. Dubois is supposed to be making his return on Tuesday uh, when the Kings come into Winnipeg, but uh, he, in his first game today, uh, need someone. So we'll see if pl- player safety has anything to say about that. Uh, it would be very Pierre-Luc Dubois to get suspended and uh, and miss his return to Winnipeg. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. But, uh, uh, but yeah, pray for I mean, Liz, by the way. Yeah, pray for Liz. I mean, she's enjoying herself right now. She's she out is. in Thailand. So uh, I'm sure she's got much, uh, much more important things on the mind than the Jets right now. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a crazy offseason for the Jets, obviously, uh, too, with the, the the new contracts that came down just the other day. Uh, maybe we'll touch on that later. But uh, as far as the Flames go, uh, some some changes over there as well, too, Audie. Yeah, it was uh, you talk about contracts. It, it wasn't as uh, eventful in that regard. A lot of still a lot of question marks. And that kind of leads to the Flames. I think I think lackluster is the best word to kind of describe the offseason the flames had there was a lot of change and a lot of moving parts and then you started to see obviously well for those of you who live under a rock obviously daryl sutter gone if you watched any of my shows last year i'm sure you know how that makes me feel um he's gone he's out farming in the in viking alberta hopefully he's not watching the show because you know it's just kind of it's kind of the the not the vibe but um yeah he's out uh, obviously Bradshaw living, leaving for greener pastures. He's now with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, 
he, you know, all the best to him. He did, uh, he did what he could here, given his, uh, given his circumstances and his situation. Um, but now Craig Conroy steps up and there were expectations. A lot of Flames fans wanted there to be change and we got change. There was the uh, departure of Tyler Toffoli and bringing in of Yegor Yegor Sharangovich. I'm going to stumble over that name all year, so just get used to it. Um, Yegor Sharangovich comes in. Uh, Michael Backlund, who originally in the offseason said that maybe there was a chance he he left for greener pastures. He wasn't quite sure what the future for him in Calgary looked like. We see the departure of Sutter, a, a known commodity who he butt heads with. Uh, on the record, we knew that, uh, and all of a sudden the tone changes, and this guy signs uh, signs an extension, and they slap that big C, or I guess little C, because there's two C's on the front of a Flames jersey, uh, if you're the captain. But they slap the C on his chest uh, as as expected. I feel like that was just a if you if you get this deal done, this is also in the cards for you. So mm-hmm. uh, that was that was a big change. But then there's still the question marks, and and. You know, it starts with some pending uh, UFAs with Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm. Um, I believe Zadorov. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. If he's up, I think he might be up. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like he might be close, though. Uh, Brady's going to fact check me while I while I, I am. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there's that, and you know, a little bit of uncertainty as to what the what the future of this team looks like, especially given such a you know, we can use the word lackluster once again, uh, season last year. So yeah, a lot of moving parts, a lot of change and tempered expectations, at least from me. I think the best part about being someone who covers this team and being a fan of this team is coming into this season with little to no expectations based on how last year went. Yeah, I, it would be tough to have expectations for the Flames. I mean, I I think the only expectation you really could have is that they're going to be middle of the pack and mm-hmm. maybe fight for a playoff spot. But uh, I mean, like at least that's from. Oh, sorry, I, I was about to say from an outsider, but from a noted Flames fan. Oh of, yeah, of course, yeah, as yeah, you can yeah. see, obviously. Um, and also, as a noted Flames fan, I would obviously know that uh, Nikita Zadorov is in fact a UFA at the end of the year. Only a true and Flames also, fan would know. Exactly. Uh, Actually, you guys only have uh, Rasmus Anderson and Mackenzie Weger under contract for next year on your D, so that'll that be a fun, a fun thing for uh, for Mr. Conroy to figure out there. But um, you kind of touched on uh, on the fact that obviously there were some some more man man, man geez, managerial managerial uh, changes yep. for the Flames. I was curious uh, what you thought. Of did you notice at all that they had a different play style at all tonight? Yeah, uh, I don't know if you wanted to hop into the game at all, but uh, that was my biggest question as far as the the coaching change goes. Is could you already immediately tell that this was not a Daryl Sutter hockey team anymore? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and it's something that we saw in the preseason too. It was very evident. Um, analysts and those who get paid money to watch this team and report on them noted it almost immediately uh, at the start of the preseason with just the change of pace. Um, Daryl Sutter, we know his archaic ways and the way he won Stanley Cups uh, with the LA Kings was very much uh, defense first, high shot volume, doesn't matter about quality shots, just getting pucks on net um, and focusing pretty much everybody on on a 200-foot game regardless of if that's a strength or not. And look, I'm not trying to say that 
you shouldn't worry about playing defense. But, you know, a guy like Jonathan Huberto, who we saw last year come into this system, was a shell of his former self, to say the absolute least, the, the biggest drop-off in points from year to year in NHL history, which is not something you want your name attached to whatsoever. <laughs> um, but, you know, we saw his style of play change. Even noticing him tonight, he looks a lot better. He looks like himself. He's finding much more space. He's he's able to get around guys a lot easier. I, and look, I, I don't want to sit here and just turn this into the Daryl Sutter bitch fest like it was last year because that's going to make for some pretty piss poor content. And quite <laughs> frankly, you guys heard quite enough of that uh, last season. But it's pretty evident that the Ryan Huska system, the uh, what are the Flames fans calling it? This the power Savard play. Um, yeah. Mark Savard the the, Mark Savard's running the power play now, so it's uh, mm. it's uh, it's quite different than the way Kirk Muller ran it last year. And thank Christ, he left for greener pastures. I believe he's with Washington now. Um, but yeah, you had to go with Matthew Phillips. You had to go with Matthew Phillips. You had to go with Mitch Love, <laughs> uh, Calgary Wranglers' former head coach. So yeah, they they uh, they made their way. Also, shout out Matty Phillips. God, he made the team. He was playing with Ovi in the preseason. Just freaking love the guy. But uh, to answer your question in as rambly as a way possible, <laughs> yes, noticeable difference um, for the style of play, for the system. Uh, the power play looks a lot better. They move the puck a lot better. I, I noticed a lot more uh, like one-touch passes, if that makes sense, like just moving mm -hmm. the puck a lot more efficiently. Um the numbers might say otherwise because the deserve to win a meter is still in Winnipeg's favor, but we're going to get there. Uh, but yeah, they looked, they looked noticeably different and, and for the better now to counter with some Winnipeg, I guess, banter or, or, or discussion. Um, one of the things that I don't know, maybe I noticed last year, I think other people may have noticed too, is, is just the identity of, you know, who are the Winnipeg Jets? What are the Winnipeg Jets? What's the direction of this team? Um, we saw a couple big signings. We can we can we can swing that over to you to to talk about that. That maybe suggested that, hey, they're gonna try to stay competitive by keeping these guys for for longer terms for eight point whatever million dollars. But did you notice anything different about your Jets and uh, and and perhaps does? Does those two signings suggest what I what I just mentioned? Are they trying to keep this window open? Yeah, if, if you can call it much of a window, I I think I think it's fair to say, and I think I think a window is important, like a, a good way to uh, to say it because you know a window has a starting and an ending, yes. uh, and I think with with this with the, uh, with these signings, like very clearly, Chevy sees and you know management, everyone, uh, Mark Chipman. Everyone who's involved in in the process, uh, the management process here in Winnipeg, uh, very clearly sees this team a lot closer to being the team that was in first in the West in uh, in December last year than the one that tripped and fell their way over top of the uh, Calgary Flames to make the playoffs. Um, and honestly, like when you, when you think about it, the, the Jets were far and away a very good team last year for half of the year. So I don't think it's, it's a complete farce. Uh, you know, I don't think that they're selling themselves on something that is just, you know, completely incorrect. Um, I think maybe it's, it's a little more nuanced than that, but very clearly we can see, we've seen that this team can, uh, you know, 
put something together for a decent stretch of time. Uh, and for me personally, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh goodness. <clears throat> uh, for me personally, like this is a team where for a while now, you know, we've been wanting change. We've been wanting change for a while. And I've always been kind of looking forward to the next two or three years uh, expecting that, you know, Shifley and Hellebuck were going to get traded. Uh, so ha having them re-signed, um, I initially wanted them traded just so that we can get some more assets and build up the next, you know, core of the team. But if you're looking for, you know, three, four years in the future, the Jets are a better team with Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck on this team. Uh, and, you know, with Lowry at the helm, as far as leadership goes, they could not have chosen a better captain in regards to ensuring that things don't get the way that they used to. While I do have my questions, considering the fact that Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley are two of the players who notably haven't been the most vocal in regards to the culture issues in the dressing room. Um, you know, as far as this being a period of change, I'm hopeful that Adam Lowry and the rest of the players who have kind of grown into a big, a bigger role there should be able to, you know, write the ship and make sure that things don't get, uh, the way they used to, let's just call it. Um, but yeah. And, and, and in, as far as, you know, just the team in general, moving past those signings, like, this is a team that immediately from the jump tonight, I can see that the, what, the, what the vision is specifically that Chevy might have for this team and it's depth, it's depth on the forwards. You know, the, the defense is one, a whole other thing that still needs to get figured out. That's a thing that's been in progress for many, many years, ever since Dustin Bufflin left. But uh, as far as the forwards go, like this is a team that has four legitimately good lines right now. They have a lot of space in there uh, for injuries, for players to be moved up. You've got Vlad Nemestikov, a guy who was on the second line last year, playing on the fourth line right now. So he's going to be there. He's going to be used as a tool anywhere where there is uh, gaps for injuries. Uh, you have guys like uh, Alex Iafalo, I think is uh, basically just a, a more premium version of, uh, of Vlad Nemestikov. I think he's got still the same defensive qualities to him. He's a bit of a jackknife. You can put him in any situation. And I think that he will be able to kind of, uh, I, I, he's kind of Maddie Perot-esque uh, for my, for my Jets fans out there. Uh, we used to call uh, Matthew Perot the, the vodka of teammates. Cause he mixes well with anyone. Oh, that's such a um, analogy. And, uh, and yeah, so like, I, I really like what the Jets have done. It looks like they're focusing a lot on ensuring that the defense sorry, like defensively in general, the team is still better, um, which is good because, you know, but uh, but I do have some questions as far as scoring goes because when it comes to depth, if everything goes right, maybe you end up being the Seattle Kraken of last year who have 80,000 uh, 20 goal scorers on their team. Uh, or, you know, if that doesn't happen, then maybe you get into a case where you have a bunch of like, you know, second line uh, you know, second, third lines, fourth lines that are not really scoring. And, uh, and yeah, so if, if this is going to go well for the Jets, it's going to come down to ensuring that their depth are able to contribute on the board. They lost a lot of points. If you look at the whole money ball analogy where mm -hmm. he's going, we're losing this amount of runs for, you know, this year going into next, we need to make up those runs. Say what you will about Pierre Dubois and, and Blake Wheeler. They put up a lot of points. So the Jets, I think what my main concern this year is their scoring. Um, if they're able to find the the depth scoring that they they look like they might have, uh, this could be a dangerous team. But, uh, you know, it's only game one now, so it's kind of tough to really see how well uh, the, the lines are all mixing. But I certainly feel good about the top line right now. That's for sure. 
that's a that's a good thing and and you know whether or not it's by committee or if it's uh, another 40 goal campaign for Shifley um you're always like I feel like for the Flames last year that's kind of like how they were it was like where are the goals going to come from uh and then obviously we found out they were going to come from nowhere uh it was it was not a very offensive driven team uh and and the flames had to win games the hard way sometimes where you know and that's just comes back to daryl sutter hockey it's like it's like two to one games it's one nothing games it's you know it's winning games by uh by not allowing goals instead of scoring goals uh, it's a tough spot to be in. Flames fans know that all too well. Um, when you when you were de- when you were describing Daryl Sutter earlier, and you were saying like you know the the defensive game, maybe you know mm-hmm. focusing on the defensive side of things, my brain was like, is he talking about Rick Bonus? Oh no, should Dude, I be worried? Should it, I be worried? <laughs> isn't it nuts though? Just like drawing parallels between the Jets and the like, yeah. it, it like last year was ridiculous. Just how similar the two were, kind of like a cotton limbo both uh, both teams were kind of caught in limbo but like you don't see that often where two teams are that close in just how everything's running eh yeah it's and, and it's purely a vibes thing too yeah. it's vibes it's uh, it's, it's it's the hanging on to you know good players while not really wanting to go all in or not really going all in on on not being a good team it's frustrating and I'm sure you can relate to it. Yeah. And it's also <laughs> like, like I feel like both fan bases for a while and, and it's the, this is going to be just another similarity is the struggle of a smaller town or a smaller market yeah. in the NHL, smaller Canadian market. Um, the complete and utter not wanting to rebuild or, or use that R word at all retool. Uh, yep. It doesn't. It doesn't put bums in seats, and and both uh, both organizations probably value playoff revenue pretty, pretty uh, highly given given the markets. But um, I feel like both fan bases have called for it. Like the Flames for a while, it was like, okay, if you're not going to re-sign all these guys, you may as well flip them for assets mm-hmm. and start the rebuild. But um, we see extensions. We see guys signed into their thirties for for big money, and that's you know it's kind of scary, but. So, so uh, my, my, my quick question before we do actually uh, talk about the game that actually Mm -hmm. happened tonight, Um, because I, you know, like Elias Lindholm is your guys's kind of Mark Shifley, a little different, of course. Right. But I would say, you know, the closest comparison, especially with the contract situation, uh, like when you look at your UFAs, like, first off, I would love for you to touch on, obviously the flames, the team that we're both huge fans of, yeah, obviously, very big flames, guys. um, but I, but like, I, I want to know what you would like to happen this year, as far as, you know, situationally, if they're in the hunt, maybe if they're not, do you want them to, to extend them? Uh, and then also maybe if you want to touch on, uh, what you think of, of the jets resigning their guys. Yeah, it's, uh, it's sticky because Flames fans have seen this story before, right? Now, we're, we're not too far removed from a great year where it didn't make sense to trade Gani, Johnny Gaudreau based on uh, – I could have called him Gani Gaudreau because he's actually gone. but uh, <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was a happy accident. But, um, you know, they weren't in a position to trade Gaudreau at the time, but they also – 
didn't make any progress on getting him uh, getting him re-upped, and it came down to the absolute last hour, the day before free agency opened, where he said, "Hey, I'm going to test the market." Doesn't mean the door's shut. So I think it's it's more of a recency thing with Flames fans that they don't want to see the same shit happen with Elias Lindholm. And I know it's it's kind of an apples to oranges comparison given the kind of player that Goudreau is and and the kind of player that Lindholm is without Goudreau. Mm-hmm. Um, but f- the bottom line is Flames fans are sick of seeing assets walk for nothing. Um, you lose fair, very you, and very fair. <laughs> yeah, it, it is very fair. But at the like at the it's it's a it's a two way street because like you're not trading him that season when. Daryl Sutter's leading them to one of the best seasons they've had in recent memory. They make the playoffs uh, and then get bounced by the Oilers in the second round. Like it doesn't make sense. You you, you yeah. don't do that. So the only other option is you try to get a deal or a contract done, which I don't know how hard they tried. I know that there was a lot of factors that went into it. And ultimately at the end of the day, if it's, if he didn't want to be here, he didn't want to be here. He was, he was city or pretty set on going back East anyway. Um, but the bottom line is Flames fans don't want to see it again. So you either get a deal done now or you get to a point in the season where hopefully maybe, well, you want to be in the hunt, but you don't want to be dealing guys out while you're in the hunt just because you don't want to lose an asset for nothing. Like, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, absolutely. But like, let's, let's just say it's, it's, it's GM Audi right now. Oh. The the flames the flames are in the hunt. They are, they're they're just outside of a bubble spot. The Jets are one above them, just like one or two points separating them. Games in hand. Who cares? It's close. Do you pull the trigger on 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 if you can't if you can't get a deal done? Is there is there any way you do the own rental thing or is it? I don't think I'm doing the own rental. I I I, I I hate the own rental thing. I, I hate it. I hate the own rental thing. I I I think you I think you move them. Yeah, I think that's probably the right the if right. If you're call. A, if you're a bubble team, I th- I think you move them. If you're if you're atop the division, it's a it's a machine that's working and you don't break. Or if it but, ain't broke, don't fix it. But Audi, 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 what you're forgetting is <laughs> the Florida Panthers mm-hmm. made it to the Stanley Cup final last year, and that's they were good. the eighth seed. Yeah, they went me. up against the big bad Boston Bruins and made it all the way to the You finals. you truly only like it's not a cliche that you just need your ticket cuz clearly the Florida Panthers last year if you want to go back to the COVID Cup uh the Montreal Canadiens punched their ticket and went on a freaking miracle run riding on the coattails of of Carey Price. I was going to say can I point out one thing uh in in both of those circumstances Bobrovsky an incredibly hot goalie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so you kind of like but but like that's just it. You can still squeak into the playoffs and 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 make some noise. Um but yeah, I I, I trade him. I trade him and I I think the same would go for Hannafin as well. For sure. But anyways, sure? uh, let's 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 talk about <laughs> the product on the ice as we're almost half an hour in. It's game over head to head. Audi and Brady here. Game over Calgary and game over Winnipeg. Um, so happy opening night, <laughs> I guess. Happy uh, opening opener. opening morning. Opening morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're it's it's late. It's a late one. We got to get used yeah. to these late starts. And and shout out to everybody who's here listening. Um, yeah, it was uh, it, the 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 
product before the game was good. It always is. I got. I always touch on that with with Calgary mm-hmm. fans. The the Flames put on a pretty good show when it comes to their uh, their home opener and their player announcements, and obviously the the tribute to Chris Snow, who uh, who lost his battle with ALS and having uh, you know Kelsey Willa and and Cohen mm-hmm. come out and drop the puck. That was like I was I was sobbing. I'm texting my wife. She's mm-hmm. at the game. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, I hope you brought Kleenex because the camera just panned to the bench and the Snow family's there. So um, yeah, be prepared. I was, but, yeah. That was tough. That was tough oh, to man. watch. It 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 doesn't get any easier. You, you you get so invested in his story just because of you know your your connectedness to the team and and yeah, that was tough. It was tough. So uh, shout out to the Snow family and and uh, um, Chris was a great. Our guy. hearts go out to you. Yeah, big time. Absolutely. Um, but you know they do a good they they put on a good show the puck is dropped and uh i tweeted out early from a flame standpoint that jacob markstrom was tested he looked great and then he lets that squeaker in <laughs> well, and you're, i'm you're like holy fuck here we are we're back to this this is we've seen this story before too flames fans where have we seen this this form of jacob markstrom before um but yeah i guess uh I'll, uh, to give you a chance to talk about the Jets, because I keep forgetting it's a head-to-head crossover episode. What what were your what were your thoughts? I guess on um, the game as a whole from a Jets perspective, and uh, you know what can you take away from it? Because I've got some thoughts. Yeah, I'm. I mean, and I I would be I would love to actually talk about Markstrom at some point too, because oh, I, I'm sure you would. What what a what a what a character. The die, I'll, I'll, the, I'll, I'll, I'll the diehard. The diehard Flames fan that you are is just dying to talk yeah, to Markstrom. Yeah. Exactly. I'll I'll That's save correct. my analogies for him uh, for later. But oh, yeah, as far as as far as the Jets go, I mean, like that's a game where you look at it, you go, we didn't get the results we wanted, but was the process good? And I look at this game and the process, for the most part, pretty good. Big mm. question marks from last season: the power play. The power play was anemic last year it was terrible they could not enter the zone and establish possession at all whatsoever um so big big improvement at least in this one singular game of course they didn't really get that rewarded on the power play and actually they got uh (laughs) less than rewarded uh then sorry less than not rewarded uh with the uh the anderson high stick goal which yeah we could talk about that too shouldn't have counted but uh hey that's whatever actually no script baby who wrote the script tonight (laughs) it was (laughs) but yeah i mean as far as the jets go like i said like uh you know none of the goals i would really say like any any sort of you know you should have had it kind of thing for hellebuck the first goal is just a bad bounce uh off of pionk's skate i'm personally not the biggest fan of pionk um so my first instinct was to go why are you there why aren't you you know, moving out of the way, but bounces happen. It's hockey. It's one of the most random sports that, uh, you know, out there, the chaos is, is, is very high. So, um, I can't blame him on that one. And same thing with Hellbuck. when a puck bounces out and goes right to a guy who's, you know, open for a shot, it is what it is. Um, and yeah, like going forward, other than that, like the, uh, you know, offensively, the Jets looked looked great, especially at the start. Like how many chances did Nino Niederreiter have oh, man. in the first 10 minutes? Like I was texting you. I was like, dude, Nino is all over it. Like this guy just can't buy a goal. He was he he was seemingly in on every single play. 
Yeah, and it's it's truly is surprising that he wasn't able to pot one or even get an assist tonight. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it just felt like an unlucky game for the Jets. It truly did. Markstrom played fantastic for the Flames in the most part. I would mm-hmm. say, um, man, that guy is is like a roller coaster uh and the flames every single time they know what's gonna happen they pay for that ticket they get on the roller coaster and they ride it sometimes you're gonna get a guy who can make a flurry of saves make how many how many saves did he have on the power play i think they i think the jets registered six shots on their first power play six or seven shots and it was they were like within consecutive order like it was a short mm -hmm burst of time between all all six or seven of those shots um but yeah you're right it's 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 a streaky roller coaster it can be a mess at times i remember being at the game last year it was early in the season against the the montreal canadians sean monahan's return to the saddle dome the puck was dropped <laughs> and the puck made it all the way back into calgary zone out comes friggin markstrom and monahan tucks it within like 15 seconds and I keep getting flashbacks of that, but it's either that version of Markstrom or the Mark or the Markstrom we saw tonight. And that's a version of Markstrom I could get behind. Even, even if he's, you know, playing the puck, uh, out to <laughs> that was, I was to... texting you. I was like, that was very Mike Smith esque. Yeah. We very, can, we very... can agree. It was very Mike Smith esque. The, the, the As... dude who single-handedly ruined the Jerome McGinley Jersey retirement night. Might yep. I add for for the very same reasons <laughs> of coming out and playing the puck like a meathead, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I. It's just he's he truly is an enigma mm-hmm. uh, of a goaltender. And uh, hey, you guys, you guys came out uh, safe on the other end of the roller coaster tonight. Uh, you guys got a little little lucky. If you would ask, if you would I ask would, me, I would wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, that I I can't get over the Rasmus Anderson goal. I, I actually well, let's can't. talk there's about just, it then that's it that's a good that's a good segue let's talk about it because I would also agree with you that I don't know how that like the whole sequence leading up to it I mean look it I take that shit all day I am all aboard freebies but that was like something there was should have given with anything that happened two minutes before two minutes after there were so many things that led to this goal (laughs) that shouldn't have happened yeah (laughs) let's start let's just start it off the top yeah the jets are on the power play jets are on the power play uh they are absolutely hemming the flames in Mm -hmm. they are getting shot after shot uh especially and like high quality slot shots one of them i believe it was kyle connor gets a one-timer uh and it just drills markstrom in the face which you know, if yeah. I'm in beer, you know, when I when I play beer league hockey, the rule is you whistle it down if if any puck hits the goalie in the mask. Um, the difference is beer league uh, has much more concerns about safety uh, and not putting a product on the ice uh, and <laughs> and competitiveness and fairness. Um, and and as as the rules go, uh, even if a goaltender's mask comes off, which it did not in this case, Markstrom just looked a little rattled immediately. Which fair, uh, he took a probably 90 mile an hour shot to the face um his mask didn't come off his straps didn't even pop off and the the ref whistles it down as the rebound falls right in front of him 
right at the top of the blue paint, there is an imminent scoring chance. I'm going to use those words specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet uh, the, the refs call it down, which whatever it is, what it is. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, uh, I, I am glad that we are prioritizing safety. It's just frustrating in a game like this. It's a very jets way to, uh, to not potentially get a goal, but then, it all turns all, all all around when uh when basically after the next draw after cuz they whistled it down there's a shot where uh the rebound goes out and Rasmus Anderson oh my goodness he reaches into Bro the into Venus Williams. he he got into he got into the crevices of the saddle in the saddle dome uh with his stick there to knock that one down uh Mark Shifley looks over at the ref and goes where's the call nothing uh you know they go back up the ice and uh hey he rips to be fair a very very nice and accurate beautiful shot and you know I do have him on one of my fantasy teams, so I won't complain about there. about a shorthanded goal. You know that's worth a lot, right? It is. Um, and so yeah, so uh, and you know for the Jets fans out there going, yo, why didn't they challenge this? Why didn't they challenge this? Uh, unfortunately, it is not allowed, despite the fact that it happened mere seconds, ten seconds before the goal. Uh, if if the play did not happen in the offensive zone. Uh, of where the goal was scored, it cannot be reviewed for a missed stoppage of play. Yeah. Now, so, now I, I, I'm going to preface my point with I wholeheartedly agree. It shouldn't have happened, but the script goes on, <laughs> regardless of what we all think here. Us mouthpieces, us very uh, knowledgeable Flames fans, the two of us on this show. Um, I want to take you through why I liked it from a Flames perspective, taking out the high stick. Um, I know the high stick played a played a very important part of that goal happening. But yep. the high stick aside, say the puck ended up on Anderson's stick anyway, or whatever, they, they, they get that breakout. I want to take you to the save that Markstrom makes leading up to that, yeah. that high stick, which was a 10-beller that saved them from a world of pain uh, and led to the high stick. But then the breakout is what impressed me the most because the yeah. Flames always, always, always struggled in transition. They always struggled on the breakout. They couldn't, uh, they, among other things, couldn't get set up on a power play offensively. Um, the breakout was incredible. Lindholm stays on the puck the whole time. He sees a lane. He takes his spot. He doesn't, you know, dump it and go for a change. He takes it. He sees his lane. He takes it, uh, gets across the blue line, actually loses possession for a brief second, um, but uses his body in such a way that, you know, he keeps the puck. He, he keeps the puck for uh, however long, sees Anderson trailing in and slightly want to call out the Jets here for leaving him just all the yep. time and space in the world he had I'm glad you pointed this out nothing but time he was wide open there were I think there were two jets on the yep. back check I I if I was and I was gonna point Which this out I'm glad you brought horrendous. it up yeah I and that's the one thing I need to I need to acknowledge I can I can rag on the ref for for the you know the the stoppage with the mask yeah. I can blame you know for not being able to review it on the ref who was standing right in front of the high stick and completely missed it. But yeah, at the end of the day, play goes on whistle didn't go. And uh, Alex, I follow like tried to play it. I think he does the right thing by trying to play the pass immediately. 
Cal Connor is just going for a skate. Coasting. He's just going for a skate. Bro's out He's here doing tr- cardio. Tries to knock it down out of the out of the air. And uh it was and yeah, just a it ends lazy up in the play. back of the and, net. and I don't I don't want to like I'm not trying to nag on the Jets. I really am not. No, no, that, please do. It's my favorite just, thing to do. <laughs> that was just a lazy I I look as as a guy who covers the Flames, I I have no right to nag on other teams after the performance last year. But that one play in particular and then like you said, it was just a really good shot from uh from Anderson to score that one shorthanded. But also like on that same note of, of blown coverage and blown assignments, I, I swear I'm not picking on the Jets, but Josh Morrissey is very oh lucky <laughs> on that two-on-one in the first period with, I believe it was Sharon Govich and, oh, it was Sharon, no, God, who was it? I think it was uh, Dewar and, it was the fourth line, Dewar and uh, freaking A.J. Greer, new yep. guy, new guy. Um, two-on-one, just what was he doing? But he, he was playing NHL 24 and his freaking controller died. Yeah, like he just I, stopped. I, I, he he stopped and then and not like he just did not pivot at all whatsoever. Like the guy is 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 like at the faceoff dot already and he's like I don't know a couple feet in from the from the blue line and yeah. he's just like looking around, you <laughs> know, just, like oh, oh wait, oh, what? You're you're over there? Yeah. I I oh. you but you were just over there. What? What happened? <laughs> I know. Yeah, that know. was it. Was, that was tough. That I, again, was tough. I'm not trying to po- uh, to pick on him, but like that was just one thing too. Where I was like, "Holy shit!" They got lucky that that play got broken up, or Greer, I think, may have missed the net. I, I can't remember exactly what transpired, but either way, that could have been really ugly. And that's a guy I like to defend because I freaking love Josh Morrissey as well. Uh, good, uh, good Calgary boy. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, for the most part, this game was kind of was what it was you look at the numbers after the fact the jets probably should have won that game they deserved to win that game you made it very clear by telling me the deserve to win a meter was definitely not in calgary's favor and if i'm not mistaken i'm just gonna check it again while we're here to make sure that 72 uh, percent yeah the last one i saw mine's still working out it's what does it do a thousand game simulations i think so something like that Okay, 72 after- is what I had last time, and looks like I'm getting 73.2. I just got 71.9 for the Jets and 28.1 for the Flames. So if you look at the uh, all the advanced stats and whatnot and and, and these fun little uh, expected goal charts and all that stuff, too, that Money Puck has. Great resource, by the way. Shout out to our friends at Money Puck. Um, you'll notice that the worst... Winnipeg Jet as Rasmus Kupari had an expected goals for of 0.16 on this on this and ch- chart and which, uh in, in case you're you're not one for the the you know the numbers the mm-hmm. uh the analytics the the nerd stuff uh he's the guy who blows his coverage on the winning goal yeah so yeah i mean so the one thing no go ahead the like the one thing that i will at least uh, just to, you know, I, I think it's fair to give him full context of, of what happened there. Yeah. Uh, a, a really poor, really poor icing by Nate Schmidt forces them to stay on late. Mm-hmm. I think he was just tired again. Doesn't matter. It's the last few minutes. It's the last minute 30 was when the goal went right. Minute 30. Yeah, I think Yeah, it was It's the last, last two minutes of a game. You cannot be dogging it. You cannot as a centerman lose your man 
who then goes in and, and, and rips the perfect shot. Also, what a beautiful pass. I don't know who got the assist on it, but like, wow, the, the, um, it was, who was it? it was Manjapani and Manj. Huberto had the, yeah. the secondary. I, I love that play of, of trying, of going behind the net and then passing back from the way that you came. Yeah. Beautiful play. It was a happy accident too, because I think, I think Huberto went for the shot and it missed the nets and it just so happened. That's where Monge was. So yeah. But it is what it is. My my, coverage. My point in, in calling out Kupari was not actually to give him shit. Mm -hmm. It was to say that if he was on the Calgary flames, he would have been in the top three um, of the same category. He would yeah. have been he would have been tied actually technically he would be in the top two. He was he was slightly better than than Blake Coleman and Walker Dewar, who finished with the exact same 0.14. And Manjupani obviously finished the best with the flames at 0.32. But if you go and look at that chart on Money Puck, it is fucking embarrassing if you're if you're a Calgary Flames fan. It's bad. It is <laughs> it is bad bad. Like it is it's like it it, it Jets, looks it looks like the Jets Flames. won seven nothing. Oh no that that's that's the other uh head to head game. That's the uh oh yeah sorry this isn't game over this isn't game over Vancouver who is also hosting Zach from game over Edmonton. I'm sure that's going dashingly for Zach. He doesn't overreact to anything. I love him. Yep. Um <laughs> But I, I'm itching to watch that playback tomorrow because yeah. he's uh, he's not going to be very happy. But um, yeah, my point is, you look at this and you're, if 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 you didn't know anything that transpired in this game and you strictly went to Money Puck and you saw these numbers and you saw how abysmal the Flames played outside of Jacob Markstrom, you're like, holy shit, they got thumped. Like this must have been a bad bad game. But as uh, as as this game would come to show us, uh, obviously there's some things that change, <laughs> and it's not always about the numbers, you fucking nerds. Um, <laughs> so yeah, how? Uh, so I I I kind of wanted to conclude with a few things, and I think it'd be fun. I didn't tell you about this exercise that I want to do. Um, oh, it's nothing bad. I just want an. I'm outside- not good with exercises. No, you're you're gonna do great. I promise. Um, the thing I wanted to ask is, from an outside perspective, realistic targets for the Flames who struggled last year, and what you could see if you if you could see rebounds and and possible point projections for guys who clearly had bad years. So basically, what I want to do is I want to give you a couple players. And I want to get your two cents on how you could see this year going for them. Not just based on how this game was, but just based on, you know, your own opinions of the guy. Just give me your most uh, your most Brady answer uh, when I ask you these. So Okay, I'll the, try. The first one I want to ask you about is Jonathan Huberto, obviously. I had to I had to ask. Okay. Well, what do you what do thing. you see in him this year? Give me your full two cents on uh, on what you think. Just just based on the fact that uh, Money Puck at least had him listed his line as not being with Dylan Dubé, but rather being with Lindholm and Manjapani, which I hope they stay with because uh, yeah, me too. Get you get yourself <laughs> get yourself someone who who uh, has as much faith in you as the Flames do in Dylan Dubé. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like with him, like I I would expect him to hopefully regain some sort of stature that he had previously i'm not expecting you know setting any records for most 
assists as a left wing. Is that what it was? That's right. Yep. That feels very specific. It is oddly specific, but he he'll take it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for him, I, I could see him getting back to maybe being a point per game, which isn't as prestigious as uh, it once was in the NHL. Um, I, you know, assists, assists are a lot easier to get than goals and he's an assist guy. So, mm. um, you know, one of the guys who I'm sure you'll talk, you'll ask me about later. Uh, I also expect to have a resurgent season as well, too. Um, he's a centerman. Uh, he's Swedish. And he, looked, he looked really good with Johnny Gaudreau and, and, uh, Matthew Kachuk and ever since then hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that's, that's a fair thing. I mean, I, I assume that that's it. I assume that's a guy you're going to ask me about next. Uh, I, I expect him to get back to, you know, what was he? he was he a 30-goal scorer at one point? He scored, uh, correct, like 30. correct me if I'm wrong, I think he scored 40. Wow, really? Or, I, or I, damn I, close to it. Let me just fact check. I can also fact check that. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm I'm For him, I don't expect him to be, like, eclipsing 30 goals this year, but I, I could see him getting 25, you know? Yeah, he had 42. Yeah, 42 and 42, 40, 82. That was the year. Um, that was his, like, obviously it's a career high for him in goals and, and points. Um, but that was, Actually, is that his? That, that's his highest, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, sorry. But, but so, like, I sorry. I'm gonna rephrase what I said. Now that I actually can see him, I can see him getting back to 30 goals. Like I, I, I personally am. I'm a fan of Elias Lindholm. Mm-hmm. I understand that maybe he doesn't have the the supporting cast that he used to, but um, I can. I, I, I think that uh, one of the biggest issues was the coaching last year. Yeah. I don't think that the system that you guys had allowed for your you know scoring players to flourish. Um, I think that uh, you know going back to to Huberto, not only does he have Elias Lindholm to play with, Majapani is such an, a very underrated player as well, too. But uh I was really impressed by that uh that 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 Coronado kid you guys got there. He, yeah, he's he a player. looks dangerous. He's a player. Anytime, anytime that the like even he had a little bit of space in the puck came to him, especially on the power play, it was like, ooh. Ooh, please no! Ugh, don't do that! Don't yeah. shoot! No, he, I don't like that. He can shoot. He can skate. Um, I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a stud. Yeah, and I want him to I, stay. <laughs> I, I mean, like, like that's that's. I, I feel like that's the right thing to do if you're the Flames, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, do, do you have do you have anyone else who's taking out that thing? Like, as as long as he shows that he's somewhat ready, which, I mean, if tonight's an indication, he looked great like in my opinion i thought he looked really good oh he'll 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 stay up i'm not worried about him staying up i'm worried about the inevitable american team leave or american player leaves for greener pastures when uh <laughs> when when rfa oh. status is no more um, buddy you're, you're hurt. buddy i'm so hurt you have no idea i was sitting in this very basement playing fucking war zone with the boys on a normal like Wednesday night when I got the news about Goudreau, I was playing cards, three sheets to the wind upstairs with some friends when I got the uh, Elliot Friedman tweet notification that Matthew Kachuk had been traded to the Florida Pan. I am a hurting unit. It's it's not good. That's why I love coming on here and talking to the well, people. <laughs> and talking I, I'm to glad. You. <laughs> I think you needed tonight's win a little bit more than I did. <laughs> 
it's it's a good start. It puts me in the right direction, <laughs> and uh, hopefully, I don't have a brown bag with a smiley face over my head uh, halfway through the season. Um, do you want to put out a call for uh, for press conference questions while we? I uh, I actually already did. You in did? our chat. I threw oh. out a, a little message saying press conference questions. Get them in. Hey, look at that! I that just goes to show you. I have the chat right here. Um, but I'm so focused on that beautiful jersey that you're wearing. Oh it's, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah, so yeah. hard for me to look down at the chat. It's just so bright and beautiful. Is isn't this 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 blue patch? Doesn't oh, yeah. it just match so nicely I with know. the rest of Don't it? Don't you love the Alberta mm, flag yum. on one side love and the it. Canadian flag on the other love side? It. Yeah, um, the, the flag patches were not good. We can agree on that. Since uh, since I'm seeing here, most of the questions seem to be more. More focused on the uh, the Flames and the Jets here, which I don't I don't blame uh, I don't blame the chat considering it is one in the morning right now yeah, in Winnipeg. Yeah, everybody in Winnipeg uh, is yeah. <laughs> uh, here, why don't I be the uh, the the question master here? Oh God, okay. Uh, do you want you know I I know you spend a lot of time with uh, with Mister Peter Klein. Do you want his mm-hmm. question first, or do you want me to jump to someone else? There's two questions here. I got. Give me PKs. Alrighty, for Audi. Uh-oh. Would you stick with Monge on the top line going forward? You kind of answered this as I'm typing, but felt this explanation was better than just deleting it. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I would. Yeah. Was it the comment on get yourself somebody who trusts you the same way the Flames trust in Dylan Dubé? Was that the comment that <laughs> inevitably sealed the deal for you? Because I, it's funny. I I got I've I've got a pal Josh. He 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 writes over at the Win Column for those of you who are Calgary people who follow all the Flames stuff. And it's hilarious because Solemn Valji from TSN posted the lines this morning. Or no, Steinberg, sorry, posted the lines this morning. And it was Dubé on the top line. And Josh replied to Steinberg and he goes, over under one and a half periods before Dubé is no longer on the first line. And then Solemn tweeted going into the third period, it appears as though uh, Andrew Mangiapane has taken Dylan Dubé's spot (laughs) on the top line. And everybody's like, we should have took Josh's bet. Like you would have made some good money tonight if uh, if you played that. I liked the look <laughs> of Andrew Mangiapane on that line much more than I preferred how Dylan Dubé looked on that line. I, I yeah. think Mike Gold put it best. If you can find some kind of package that sends Dylan Dubé elsewhere to get you a slightly better forward, I think you try to try to do that. But I don't know. The the Flames seem to like this guy pretty much. But yes, Peter. I- I also want to point out that Dubé was the worst on the team in, in regards to the uh, the expected goals. Yeah, so. he was he, he was in the bottom all preseason too, and I think that the the, the project might be running thin with Dylan Dubé. Um, everybody says, okay, how old well, is he now? He's got to be twenty five. Oh, so he, he's like your guys' uh, Logan Stanley, isn't he? he is <laughs> yeah, he's twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. He, he's your guys' Logan Stanley. Except yeah, you guys except don't have except other he's people. not a giant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except he's not six seven. Which did you know Logan Stanley is six foot seven? I uh may have heard that once or twice because I feel like that's the only thing anybody ever talks about is just how bad he is and how big he is. <laughs> and uh and, Jets. and hey, uh you know what they say, you you can't teach size, so Yeah, you can't teach Hey I see what you did there. You can't teach size. No. Nope, you, you see <laughs> You cannot do that. Uh, What's what yeah. what do we got what do we got down the docket here next? Uh let me see here. From I don't give Kachuk question. Thoughts on how the Calgary defense played tonight. Uh and then in brackets, they were lackluster, especially Hannafun. Uh if Majapani is back to form, uh 
sorry, if Mangiapani is back to form and if you were impressed with any player in particular? Um, I'll answer those in chunks. Uh, yes, I think Mangiapani might be back. I think I think it might be time to roll it out and let everybody know that we back with Andrew Mangiapani. Um, he had off-season, I believe, shoulder surgery, and I think that was a lingering injury that um, he was playing through for most of the season last year. And you could tell he was a shell of his former self last season. He looked good in the preseason this year. He looked good tonight. Um, it's a small, small sample size, but I think that um, he might be back to form, if not getting back. Um, was I impressed with any player in particular? I think I got to echo what Brady said. Coronado looked good. Uh, I think that he's going to be a heck of a player. And thoughts on how the Calgary defense played tonight? They were lackluster, Paul. You are you are correct in saying that they were <laughs> lackluster because um, Hannafin didn't even have a good preseason. I I was thoroughly not impressed with. He looked like he just didn't want to be there. And that guy I'm, looks checked out. He, yeah. He, it, it, can you see that too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For, especially like I mean, obviously, I get kind of exposed to things with people's opinions on it through twitter mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah very much seems like a guy who's checked out and does not care to be in calgary much longer unfortunate very uh very unfortunate because um yeah that could be a good trade chip if he just shows any bit of effort kind of like yeah. me in high school if i showed any bit of effort i would be a good student you know if you showed any bit of effort, you might be a good trade chip. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, if you showed any bit of effort, Audi, uh, you wouldn't be talking about the Calgary Flames on the internet. You'd be doing something else and driving a Bugatti. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that sums up, uh, uh, Paul, I don't give Kachuk's questions there. For sure. There is, I think, two more oh, questions here. A, hey, hold on. You stop. This is a Brady question that I'm going to ask you. Um. For Brady, it's from Peter Klein. A statement and a question. Statement. The Moose jersey is amazing. It's incredible. I do love it. Thank you. There, there's a second there's oh. a second one beside it, but you can't really You can't see it on ours. See it. Oh yeah, there you it can is. Now. There you go. Anyways, sorry, continue. Um <laughs> uh, the question is would there be a lineup change you'd make for the Jets next game? Can I heal Vili Hanola's broken leg and <laughs> and and uh, bring him in next game in place of Pionk? That would be my choice personally. Um, but realistically, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I would love to. I, I still would love to see Declan Chisholm get into a game soon. He's one of the uh, players who kind of graduated from the Moose this past year, and uh, we were kind of in a position where uh, either we're putting him on waivers or he's on the team this year and uh, there's already been enough of a log jam uh, uh, on D for the jets. Uh, so I, I, I would like to see what he's got. I don't know if I would do that next game specifically uh, because again, the rest of the guys there are pretty established, uh, you know, and, and, you know, we were talking about Billy maybe taking a spot from one of the vets. Uh, I don't think that Chisholm is at that point where he could even, you could even do that. Maybe on a back-to-back, -back you could throw him in, but mm -hmm. the Jets' next game is until Saturday, so I, I wouldn't expect that to happen. Uh, and up front, I mean, I wasn't, I, you know, other than the first period, uh, I wasn't th too thrilled with the 
uh, second line, I didn't love how the Perfetti uh, Ehlers Nino line went after their kind of big flurry of uh, of chances at the start. Um, but I also think that that's a line that you just need to give a little bit more time to. Cole Perfetti has not played center since uh, junior pretty much. Right. Um, and so he's kind of now being trusted in a big role, taking that two C spot. Uh, so I think it will take him a couple games, uh, maybe, maybe longer to, um, to, to really, you know, set himself in there and, and, and grow into that role. There will be some hiccups, but uh, I, I do have a lot of faith in that player. And I mean, otherwise, I still have questions as to why Alex I follows on the first power play, but the first power play looked really freaking good today. So I'm 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 not I'm not I'm not tweaking with that right now. So uh, hey, quite I'm frankly, all in all, I follow as a whole a whole look pretty good tonight. I, I yeah, he oh was, absolutely, I he, he was, was absolutely great for sure. Yeah. Hey, um, this was fun. Let's do it again sometime, maybe. Better circumstances next time for you. Maybe I'm the one wearing a Jets jersey. Hopefully, hopefully that would be nice. That was but. that was the deal. I'm I'm glad you came through because I it's uh, so warm. Yeah, <laughs> when it's I, I it's funny. I actually don't know if I've told anybody the story, but when I applied for Game Over Calgary, I actually wore a Leafs jersey in the video to try to impress Steve, and I like was putting it on, and I'm like, oh my god, like it like it legit did not want to go on. I'm like, this thing does not want to come on. Like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I pictured you putting that jersey on. Was, was it, me it was putting a bit on of a struggle, my jersey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, but, at least I didn't have to take the tags off. So no, no, yeah, you could, you can still return it. You can, you can take it back. <laughs> I actually can't because I got it in a in a cool hockey mystery box, oh. along with the second one. If you can look here and see the other uh, Alberta flag sitting there, That's I got bad. two of the exact same jerseys. So. So uh, so don't buy them. <laughs> don't don't buy the the cool hockey mystery boxes. They oh, have not no. sponsored us. No, they uh, have not. And they're usually just clearing out their old stock. But it's still really fun. And you still like get a good jersey. So, but you might also get two Calgary Flames uh, yucky ones. But hey, this was fun. I had a good mm. time. It was a good game. Jets should have won. Flames come out on top. Um, I'm glad you said that. I, I that that just that just sums it up. It sums it up. Yeah. It's it's just as simple as it could be. But uh, yeah, tell uh, tell the folks where they can find you and uh, and and what's up with you these days. Yeah, um, you know, same old, same old at NHL Chunky on uh, on Twitter uh, at Can't Teach Size. Lists my co-hosts for uh, for Game Over Winnipeg. We also have our own podcast, uh, non affiliated with SDP uh, or SCPN. Sorry, um, and we just recently put out our, our previews for the seasons. We also did kind of a uh, a post or an off season uh, review for the Jets as well too. Uh, when List gets back from Thailand, I'm sure we'll do an ex- episode and talk a little bit more about those contracts because. Uh, they dropped as she was boarding her like 14 hour flight. Um, it's horrible, <laughs> but yeah, so check us out there. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, this was a great head to head, uh, great crossover to start the season. It was a great maiden voyage for, for the, uh, for the crossovers. I, mm-hmm. I, can't, I, I, I have to agree. Um, as for me on Twitter at Audie James, don't forget to, um, subscribe to stpn you could do that by what if you're watching live you can just click the little button like the video all that fun stuff as for your next game overs uh for the winnipeg jets it's going to be on saturday that's a 4 p.m eastern standard time who uses eastern standard time what's that five o'clock for you guys no three o'clock 
Three o'clock. Three o'clock. I forgot. It's backwards. Three o'clock p.m. on Saturday. That's going to be against the Panthers. Brady is going to have your Game Over show. As for the Game Over Calgary show, we are going to be on Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern, and it's going to be Calgary Flames versus the Pittsburgh Penguins with me. So um, take care until then. I hope you enjoyed everybody uh, listening and watching. Hope you enjoyed the first uh the first game over shows of the season. We have a boatload more to go with a boatload of cool guests, boatload of cool uh, content coming up. Lots of fun ideas for game over head to head. Until then, thank you guys very much for watching. It's been a pleasure. My name is Audie James. He is Brady from Game Over Winnipeg. Signing off for the first ever <laughs> game over head to head. Love the salute. We'll uh, we'll both see you on Saturday. Not together, but we'll both uh, we'll both see you guys on Saturday. So take care until then, and we'll see you guys on Saturday. Peace.